We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. What's up, Bears fans? Welcome to another edition of the Bear Report Podcast, day two of voluntary OTAs. Are officially in the books of the Chicago Bears returned to Hallis Hall this week for practice on Monday and Tuesday. The media was there on Tuesday afternoon to get their first look at this new team in the second year of the Matt Eberflus era. We're going to break that down and give our takeaways and the latest news out of Hallis Hall on this podcast. I'm your host, Zach Pearson. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Aaron Lemming. And Aaron, I know it's it's only OTA, it's voluntary, Um we always say it, at least it's some football on the field that we can uh, actually talk about here um, in late May. Yeah, man, it's something. I, it's funny. I was looking at the OTA schedule not too long ago, and it's like you got, what is it, 10, pra- 10 OTAs in total, and then there's, what, three days of minicamp, veteran minicamp, and then there's like that that blackout period for six weeks. And it's like, dude, that is going to be brutal, especially with yeah. – we are just talking about it before this. It's like, dude, with, with Twitter, the way it's been lately, it's just – it's not good, man. I, I think we can all agree, especially because it seems like the Cubs are starting to fall off. The White Sox yeah. are terrible. Like baseballs, there's nothing to watch with baseball. You know, uh, basketball and, and hockey are almost over. It's getting to that point of year where it's just it's tough, man. So I'm I'm definitely glad there's some stuff to talk about. But then again, it's like I also don't want to overanalyze anything. The practices are barely practices at this point. So. Yeah, it's I call it like lists in fantasy season because it's all you see on Twitter is just like lists of like, oh, the top quarterbacks, the top running backs, the top wide receivers who tied their shoes on Thursday or, you know, that kind of stuff. And then it's like all fantasy football projections. Um, there's like reactions like, you know, it, it's fun to see like because the Bears limit so much what the media can like put out there um, and the Bears put up all their photos and stuff. So you get kind of a look at that from Monday and then as well as Tuesday, like, you know, not to get too far ahead of ourselves today was like, I was talking to a couple of reporters, a golden opportunity, like to put the bears in a positive note on like social media and shine. Like, so by now, you know, I, you've heard it um, because the bears have talked about it and I'm sure everyone who's listened is probably going to hear it um, before they listen. But like Tremaine Edmonds had the interception pretty much at the end of practice. 
Um, he picked off PJ Walker. They returned it like 90 yards. Um, he probably would have got tackled if it was like a real game. Um, but then they did like their celebration, and it was in the end zone. It was literally 10 feet from all us reporters. And like the players are like, you know, celebrating and like posing like they do in the camera in the end zone. And I like turn over, I'm like, man, this is a great opportunity if we can have our phones out to like take a photo or take a video and post it on Twitter because it's just like a cool thing. It's like players are right there. And then I realized, well, the social media policy, we cannot do that. So yeah. it's a bummer, um, you know, because like stuff like that, I think puts the Bears in, in a, should put the Bears in a positive light um, because, dude, like you see it on Twitter, like, fans crave content and like we want to be able to give it to them as much as we can, but the certain restrictions, it's kind of just, yeah, it's, it's just disgusting. Well, and it's one of those things too. I feel like right now, especially, you know, the bears are coming off a three and 14 season in which they had the number one overall pick. They were that bad. Yeah. And I feel like with the off season that they had with all the excitement, with the bright future, with everybody high on Justin Fields, it's like, it'd be one of those things that it just feels like the bears should be taking advantage of the fact that there's, there's optimism and interest in this team considering, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't have the website numbers in front of me, but I can tell you at least on Windy city gridiron, man, <laughs> the hard numbers drop like a rock come about mid October. Right. So oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. and you, you have, you know, it has to be the same thing for the bears. So it's one of those things for me where it's like, you have this excitement. Why not capitalize on that excitement? Why not just feed into it? Why not give the fans a little bit more? It's like they finally did like a 20 minute episode for the, the 1920 football drive or whatever it was. But it's like the, the episode before that with the DJ Moore trade and all that stuff, it was like eight or nine minutes. And it's like, dude, you have this opportunity to really give fans an inside look and to get fans even more excited and give fans more content. And they're just not interested in doing it. And it's really unfortunate because you see all these like live tweeting going on from even teams like the Packers, right? Where it's like, you got all these live tweeting, like you knew every Jordan love throw that was made today, whether it was good or bad, because they were live tweeting all of it. You see live tweeting from the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. You see, you know, and, and talking about Zach Wilson looking better. Like you see all this live tweeting and you look at the bears and you're like, okay, well, it's like, what, what benefit does it give them? But whatever, we're, we're going to beat that horse on that because it'll be the same damn thing for training camp. And I'm sure we'll talk about it again. So I mean, it just is what it is. I, I just, it feels like, it just, it just feels like a missed opportunity. And quite frankly, just, you know, like, I mean, I don't, I, I hardly ever watch Hard Knocks, but I will say, I think it would be absolutely hilarious if the Bears ended up getting picked. I don't think they will because the Jets thing with Aaron Rodgers, yeah. but I hope they do. I hope they do just because I know how much it will upset ownership and that will make it pretty funny in my opinion. Yeah. I think the Jets getting Rodgers probably sealed it. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, because like the, there was what one, there was like five teams that could actually like do it due to like the the stipulations involved with it. And the Bears were one of it. I thought there was a rule like the Bears could turn it down or they can't turn it down or something like that. They cannot. They yeah, can't. They have, right? they, yeah. They cannot. So, yeah. they If they get chosen, they have to do it. Yeah. I just, I bet you it's going to be the Jets. I mean, like, as, as fun as the story the Bears are going to be, having the number one pick, all that stuff, they have Justin Fields. Like The opportunity with Aaron Rodgers there in New York, a team that's you know probably going to go to the playoffs or be right there, Like I could definitely see it being New York. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a storyline. I mean, that's just all there yeah. is to it. I mean, the Jets are going to be the sexy pick for a lot of people. Yeah, so yeah. I mean – 
yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I think they'd be stupid not to, um, but I still hope it's the Bears. Yeah, we should get an yeah. announcement on that relatively quickly. I think that's usually in like the beginning of June, I think. Yeah, because they have to start like getting all the equipment and like doing mm-hmm. all that stuff in, I want to say it's like early July because like they air. The first, they, they aired like the end of July, the first episode. Yeah, they I think they get like a few days in the training camp with the recording and all that stuff. And I think they yeah. started. Like I said, I haven't, dude, it's been a while since I've watched it and I've heard dude, it's kind of gone downhill. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if maybe one of our listeners knows. I think if you get hard knocks, you can also start training camp like a day or two earlier, too. I think that's right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm sure the Bears will do everything in their power not to, but I yeah, still hope I, they do. So I watched the last, I, I used to watch them like as. In the, in the 2000s yeah back um, when they were I, good yeah i watched the last three um i actually watched like the last six the last three have felt like the 2000s yeah huh. like they i thought the raiders one was pretty good just because it had all the antonio brown drama like that was that year he was there yeah um the dallas one i know a lot of people didn't like i liked it i thought um Trevon Diggs' son was a star um, and kind of the storyline around, you know, America's team and all that. Um, the Lions were fun because Dan Campbell was just like crazy. Dan, really didn't. Yeah, he's a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I thought the last three were good, but like I would agree, like it, it's totally gone downhill. Um, I mean, where should we start today with this one, Aaron? Like, you know, it's OTAs. We should probably put out a disclaimer. Like there's, there's no pads. They're not hitting. Like the Bears actually got in trouble last year for all the contact that they had um, at, at OTAs. Um, it's it's not light, quote unquote, but like it's not a full speed practice. Like Matt Eberflus even talked about it today. I don't have the full quote in my thing, but he said like they did kind of like a not a walkthrough, but like a jog through type practice yeah. where um, a little seven on seven, eleven on eleven. Um, you know, in the trenches, it's kind of hard to. Um, judge these guys because, like, they're not, like I said, they're not in the paths, they're not hitting. Um, well, why don't we talk about who wasn't there? Because I thought that was kind actually, of that's a good, yeah. I mean, so you know? yeah, let's go through it. Um, the guys, the big names, you know, we'll start off with the ones that are injured. Obviously, Eddie Jackson recovering from an injury, Darnell Mooney recovering from an injury. Those two guys weren't there, those were pretty much the two big ones. Jack Sanborn still dealing with his injury, he wasn't there. Um, Travis Homer was on the bike. Joe Reed was on the bike. Um, but looking, I mean, the two biggest names, man, Jalen Johnson and Nate Davis. And I'm not shocked by Jalen Johnson because you do have the contract thing. Um, he is technically considered a veteran. Um, so maybe he's doing his own thing. He's working out with his own thing. He's got personal stuff going on. Uh, Nate Davis, man, a little shocking. Like that's your free yeah. agent signing on the offensive line to come in and start a guy who needs to come in and learn the offense. Um, and we second biggest, did... I think it's the second biggest contract. I want to say because for yeah. Nate Edwards is that eighteen million dollars a year, and I want to say Nate Davis is that ten million dollars a year. Yeah, because um, what was the line? What was the other linebacker? I'm blanking on his name. Uh, you're talking about uh, T.J. Edwards. Yeah, T.J. he Edwards. signed for like six and a half million dollars. Yeah, because so. he was below davis yeah i don't know man it like of course matt abrafus doesn't really give us like a concrete answer um, well i don't think all. he can because it's technically i mean it is technically voluntary it's one of those kind of yeah. like voluntold well, things though you know like, but he can say if he's hurt or not yeah that is true yeah. well and he I, he definitely at least with jalen johnson he 
made it pretty clear <laughs> what was yeah. going on. And I don't know, man. I got a little. I got a little apprehension with with Jalen Johnson just because we we've seen Ryan Coles do this thing with you know with Roquan Smith last year. He's like, oh yeah, we want Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith's going to be here. He's one of our guys. Now obviously he got shipped out on the trade. And then even kind of the same thing with David Montgomery. Not that David Montgomery did anything wrong, but they you know they talked this big old game about David Montgomery. We talked about it at the time. I didn't believe any of it. I I mean, dude, he signed for six million dollars a year. That's absolutely nothing, especially with the amount of cap space that the Bears had. They could have very easily have been like, okay, we'll, we'll make that deal. And I, I would have bet he'd have probably signed for a little bit less to stay in Chicago. The reality of it is, is they didn't want to pay him anything near what he ended up getting, which really wasn't that much. And he's not here. And then all of a sudden you hear what they said about Jalen Johnson uh, when they talk about corners uh, post-draft. And you're thinking, okay, this feels somewhat genuine. But then all of a sudden... It's like, I don't know, man. I could be wrong. And again, this is purely speculation on my part, but it feels like Jalen Johnson is not there for a reason. And he's been there every other year, you know, before. It feels like he's not there for a reason. I have a feeling it's because of the contract. But my concern is, is I don't think that plays very well with Ryan Poles. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, sorry, my I was muted. Yeah, I was, um, was going to say, I was like, yeah, no, I, I was, yeah, we're using StreamYard now, which is like a lot better audio quality, I hope. So I, I keep forgetting to hit the mute buttons at the bottom. Um, are we actually like, are our cameras live on this too? Yeah, but okay, we're not going to do a video. Up. Yeah, we won't do a video on this one. But, okay, um, good. Yeah, no, like you're right about the Jalen situation. And like, let's even go back to last year. Well, let's go back to the end of the Nagy thing. Do you remember the him being late to a meeting and Nagy publicly calling him out? Mm-hmm. And then he got Thursday, fined at one point. He got fined. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, was it? It was OTAs, right? Where he was running with the second team yep. under Matt Eberflus. And then now it's he's not there. He got hurt. Um, he had a hand injury. But Matt Eberflus said he doesn't think it's a hand injury. He thinks he's dealing all. He's he's fine. So I think you got something there because, like, you know, he when you're a player and you see. Especially, you know, we see all the time with wide receivers, quarterback is the biggest one, um, defensive back. When these guys around them get paid at their position, they want to get paid. And Jalen Johnson mm-hmm. thinks he's the best corner in the league, and he should. He has a lot of confidence, you know. that I, I can't fault a player for having confidence in themselves. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but there's a lot of clues. Like, they, they drafted Tyler Gordon last year, the first pick in the second round. They drafted Tyreek Stevenson. They drafted Terrell Smith. They brought back 
Greg Stroman. They brought back Jalen Jones. They brought back Josh Blackwell. Um, OJ, Olin, uh, I can't pronounce the last name. Yeah, but I'm not going to try it. Yeah, that's (laughs) kind of a running running joke. Remember last year, Matt Averfield said, oh, yeah, and OJ was out there. And everyone in the room was kind of like, what? Like, just hope there's no sharp object. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, I I think um, there is something to it. And, you know, we'll have to kind of keep an eye on it because the next couple practices are all voluntary until they get to the mandatory minicamp. And then they have training camp, which is obviously mandatory, unless you want to hold out and sit out or whatever your whatever it is. Um, you know, you're gonna get fined and all that stuff. I believe the team can find you, right? Like, didn't we just go through this? Where the team can find you if you don't show up to training camp. Yeah, they absolutely yeah. can. They can. You can basically, if you well, I think it's correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's actually if you if you hold in, you can't. Like, if you report and you just don't practice. I don't think you. I don't think you can get fined. I think it's when yes. you don't actually show up. That's what so, Roquan did last year. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He showed up as a hold in. Yeah, but yeah. didn't practice because did of health. Yeah. Supposedly. <laughs> I. Yeah, and then they took him off the. Was the IR the pup or they said? Yeah. He so he started player. off. Yeah, he started off on the pup, and that's the thing. So if the Bears want to be nice about it, they can put him on the pup list. And not make him take a physical or you know have a failed physical or whatever. And then basically the and that's kind of the thing is I don't know if you remember this or not, but the minute that the Bears said we're done, we're not playing this game anymore, they passed him on a physical, they took him off the pup list, and then it was on him. And I think from there, I think that's when things get a little little wishy washy. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, Matty Bufu said today doesn't think it's a hand injury, so it'd be a little odd for him to show up on the pup list come training camp. But yeah, I mean. It's gonna be a big story, man. It's 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 gonna be something to watch. Um, but it opens up opportunities, man. You know, Tyreek Stevenson, Kendall Vildor gets another opportunity, Kyler Gordon um, out there, um, Josh Blackwell, Jalen Jones, guys like that. Um, it's it's it opens up an opportunity for them. But yeah, I, I don't know. Ryan Poles gonna have an interesting couple months here because, like you said, the two previous examples, how much he said he loves these players, and he said it before. About Jalen Johnson, they, they, they seem like they like him a lot. Um, we'll have to see. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Let's talk about the offense, though. Um, and for me, I was kind of asked about this on Twitter. And from the Bear Report account, I sent out a tweet. And this is kind of how I took it. Like, it's what you expect from OTAs. There's good plays. There's plays that all the quarterbacks want back. Like, Justin Fields connected with DJ Moore on a deep pass. Uh, it was a double move. Right sideline. Great throw. Great catch by Moore, big play. Um, but you know, 35 minutes before that, he threw a ball out of bounds to Tyler Scott that was five, six yards out of bounds on a deep throw. Um, you know, there was a lot of check down type stuff as well. There was, you know, short throws, things like that. See, I like that though. I like that yeah, because that's, that's one thing that Justin Fields, them. yeah. Well, that's what what but that's what Justin Fields needs to do more of this. Yes. He needs to check the ball down more. He needs to get rid of the ball quicker. So I'm fine with that. Yeah. And we should expect, you know, a little more checkdowns in, in yeah. mini camp. I mean, if he's out there in training camp checking everything down, 
Yeah, that's there, a problem. There's a problem. There's a big problem out there. Um, actually, you know, one of the guys that kind of caught my eyes, I liked what I saw from Valus Jones. Like they connected a couple of times today over the middle. Um, and you know, we can't really say who's working with who. You know, can't really say it or tweet it out. I'll just say they they mix in a lot of guys. Like you you'll see ones versus twos, things like that a lot. Um, twos versus threes, ones versus threes on, on either side. You can flip it. Um, but no, I actually, I actually like what I saw from uh, Valus Jones out there. Uh, the run game, like you can't really for me, I can't judge that. Like I will say, like you know, Khalil Herbert was featured a lot. Don, Dante Foreman was featured a lot. Um, you saw some Roshan Johnson. Um, you, you didn't see much of uh, Travis Homer because he was on the bike working out. But yeah, for me, um, the offense obviously the play to DJ Moore was the was a standout for that side of the ball. Um, there was a couple missed throws, a couple interception or one or two interceptions. Like maybe you could say two or three. Just we can't tell sometimes if the ball is tipped in the air and the player dies for if they come down with it because every time a ball touches the ground, the defense is picking it up and returning it. So it's like. It's time if you don't get a good vantage point, which we really don't have a great one. It's kind of hard to to see fully if there's an interception. Um, probably potentially it was a fumble. Depends. There's not referees out there, but yeah, that's kind of what I saw. Um, for what you've read and heard, Aaron, um, on Twitter and all that from the press conferences, was there anything that stood out to you on the offensive side of the ball? Uh, not really. I mean, it sounded like fields for the most part was pretty good. I mean, here's the thing, man. Like I, I, I saw, you know, some of what people said, but unfortunately you guys are kind of, you know, you kind of have your hands tied in terms of what you guys can say. So, I mean, ultimately what this comes down to is whatever you saw is going to be a hell of a lot better than whatever I read. So, yeah, you know, and and that's the point too. It's like, I wish I could give more, but at the same time, like we have to respect you know, we have to respect the rules or anything like that. Um, well, and is there really that much more to give though? I mean, in all, no, there's in all no reality, you know, no, that's kind of, yeah, not at all. Thing. You know what? We could actually, we could talk the offensive line. Yeah. Um, okay. Because with Nate Davis gone, you know, um, the line was pretty much, it was Braxton Jones at left tackle, um, Tevin Jenkins at, at left guard, Cody Whitehair at center. One errant snap. I saw that went over field's <laughs> head. Just one. Just um, one. It was uh, Jatari Carter at right guard, Darnell Wright at right tackle. Um, and honestly, Aaron, I think, man, I think they really like Jatari Carter. Like, not enough where he's going to be the starter right, right away. I think they like him to develop him over time. So did he take any snaps at center at all? Or was it just – can you I say that? No, no, no. It was uh, – Whitehair was at center – Patrick was took some snaps at center, and then yeah. like you know it was Eastland Carter might no, have. Yeah, there wasn't I, a I, lot though. There wasn't a lot of snaps out there. Yeah, I was gonna say because I know there's been some speculation going around that Carter could get some get some time at center, but I think, I mean, I think you, I think you're dead on though about the the fact that they like Carter. I mean, think about it. Like last year, they drafted four offensive linemen, right? And yet they let. They basically they ended up cutting two of those guys. They kept Carter and and Braxton Jones on the yeah. roster, and they kept Carter throughout the entire year on the roster. And so yeah, I think that he's definitely somebody that they clearly identified as somebody who can who can develop. And I mean, dude, just all you got to do is look look in the division, look at the Green Bay Packers, look at some of the guys that they have developed 
You know, it's like everybody was swooning over Josh Nyman um, this offseason, you know, talking about, well, he would actually be a really good pickup. And, you know, he got a second round tender and the Bears didn't have a second round pick of their own. So they couldn't, you know, have done that with an offer sheet. But he was an undrafted free agent, Lucas Patrick, undrafted free agent. Uh, you start looking at some of these other guys and, some, you know, some, some of the other players, uh, you know, that, that have been late round picks or undrafted free agents. And you start seeing like, Good teams with good offensive lines usually have a way of being able to develop guys like that. And again, Jatari Carter is another one of these guys, a late round pick. You know, you look at some of the undrafted free agents and stuff that they have. So I, I think that it's key for them to to have some of those guys. Because, yeah, I mean, here's the reality. We're probably making too much of this. But at the same time, if you think about it, um, they could have easily have put uh, uh, now I'm going to draw like Alex Leatherwood out there. They could have, you know, they could have done a multitude of different things and they they chose to put Carter out there. And I think that's good because, I mean, let's be honest, Tevin Jenkins looked really good when he was healthy. But the, the caveat there is when he was healthy. And, well, let's yeah. be honest, he hasn't been very healthy. So that is that it's definitely an interesting development because you obviously have Lucas Patrick there as well. You have Cody White here who could swing out uh, there um, as well if they need to. But having Carter at guard. He could see some legitimate snaps this year, especially with an injury. So I think that's definitely worth monitoring because that's that that would be a good development for the Bears. I mean, the Bears haven't developed a uh, late round offensive lineman in quite a while outside of, I guess, Braxton Jones. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, um, yeah, the offensive line will be fun to watch um, throughout minicamp and, and training camp and all that. Um, defensively, you know, by now you've heard I, I spoke about it earlier. Tremaine Edmonds, great play on the interception. Um, I saw Noah Sewell had a fumble recovery out there. Um, you know, it was one of those plays where Pleach is a tight end. Um, he kind of accidentally gets hit. You know, you're not supposed to have a lot of contact. It was accidentally two players kind of running into each other, not being able to hold up. Um, and it was a fumble. Um, excuse me, I'm gonna sneeze here. <coughs> excuse me. Um, bless you. Any, thank you. Any, uh, Sewell was there to pick it up. So, yeah, I mean, defensively, you know, outside of the Edmonds play, um, Demarcus Walker had a nice rep on the inside. He got into the backfield in a hurry towards the end of practice. Would have been a sack. They don't do sacks out there, they kind of let play, they let um, plays go on. Um, definitely would have been a sack. That was kind of nice to see. Other than that, though, it's like hard to judge up front with the pressures. Because, like I said, man, they're not like really like putting it on them in, in, in the trenches. Yeah. Um, there was a rep like defensive lineman doing like one of the drills, like a sled drill, something like that. And Maddie Rufus was there. And like the, the way Gravon Dexter like hit that sled. And it was just he, that that is a powerful man. I'll just say that. But um, yeah, defensively, I mean, like watching those battles between. Defensive backs and wide receivers can be fun. Like, you know, even though Eddie Jackson wasn't out there, Dylan Johnson wasn't out there, like they had some fun battles out there with and Darnell Mooney wasn't there. It, it, there's some fun battles between that the two um positions there with wide receiver and defensive back. Have any of the either of the two rookies stood out so far at the corner? Um good or bad. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say like good or bad. Um I'm trying to think, you know. 
there was a play. Stevenson, I think, had a PBU. Um, actually, one of the matchups I was looking forward to seeing was uh, Kyler Gordon was matched up on DJ Moore at one point. Um, Fields didn't go to him. That doesn't sound like a good matchup to me. Yeah, Fields didn't go that way, but it wasn't because Gordon was blanking him, and it was because you know Moore was streaking wide open. Um, I think this play was designed for something else. Um, yeah, nothing really from Terrell Smith. I'm trying to think, Tyreek Stevenson, nothing like major. It was kind of just like I don't know, man. It was like a it was a blah day, and like you know, people on Twitter are like, oh, only one highlight or only this all. I'm like, yeah, it's it's OTAs, man. There's not a lot going out there. Like, I remember last OTAs, like the offense was struggling, man. Like you, like they were struggling. There was a lot of balls in the ground, a lot of overthrows, a lot of not on the same page. Um, and you can report that this looked better. I'll say that it doesn't look like a passing offense. that's going to be number one or number two in the NFL, unfortunately, but it like, it shouldn't at this point, you know what I mean? Like no. it, it shouldn't, it, they're not passing. A lot of home yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I, and they I, talk and about a, that. That's the thing. I just, I, I feel like there's not, and, and this is the same thing that I think we have to kind of remind ourselves and other people of every year is OTAs only matter in OTAs. Yeah. You know, veteran minicamp only matters in veteran minicamp. Uh, training camp only matters in training camp because as soon as preseason starts, nobody cares about what happened in training camp. Yeah. Training camp or preseason only matters until the regular season starts, and then nobody can tell you what happened in preseason anymore. So it's one of those things where it's content. It's good to have football back in some way, shape, or form, but. I think the biggest key is not putting too much into anything um, and just kind of letting it all play out. Because again, man, like you talk about some of the people who stood out last year, it's like, you know, I guess Jack Sanborn was probably one of those guys during preseason that stood out. But I think for the most part, you know, most guys that either struggle and or stand out, whatever it may be, those are not guys that you're going to be able to highlight. And, and, you know, in one of these, you know, OTA practices and be like, Oh, I knew back then that this guy was going to be terrible. You know, it's like, it just, Maybe as a unit, but in terms of just overall like player development or whatever, I just I, I don't know. I, I just think it's I think sometimes we have a tendency of reading too much into things. And I think that it's just kind of worth keeping in mind, especially offensively. I mean, you're talking about the fact that, you know, Chase Claypool's going into his first full year with the team. DJ Moore was traded to the Bears a few months ago. Um, they have two brand new offensive linemen. Uh, Cody Whitehair is back at center for the first time. And what is this three years and then, yeah. you know, they got a whole new running back room outside of Cleo Herbert. And you look at the defensive side of the ball, they got a bunch of new pieces on the defensive side. This is going to take some time to melt. I mean, it could be even in season before they really start to melt. But patience and just know that this – I would be shocked if this team is anywhere near as bad as they were last year. Yeah, and, you know, they talked about that as well, like going in, you know, we have to – you know, it's still early in offseason. Like we have to – we're going to get better every day. Um, we're, you know, we have to get used to playing with each other. The chemistry has to be there. Like DJ Moore talks about it. Fields talked about it. Edmonds talked about, like he even said something today or he's like, yeah, man, stuff's going to happen. Um, we just have to get better, build on it, make sure it doesn't happen. This is what OTAs are for to correct these mistakes and make sure they don't happen again. Um, so that's what, I mean, it's really what you could take away from that. You know, there's not much out there. They're, they're still getting used to playing with each other. And like you said, dude, I, I would be, a little shocked if, if they were as bad as they were um, last year. I think that should wrap it up for this episode, Aaron. Um, you know, smaller ones because the OTA is only one day of practice. We'll be back next week, probably another one to recap OTAs then. Um, work everyone to follow you on Twitter and work everyone read your work, Aaron. 
Yep, you can find me at Aaron Lemming NFL on Twitter, and you can read my work on thebearreport.com. Awesome. You can uh, follow the Bear Report on Twitter at Just Bear Report. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Zach Zack underscore Pearson. Um, you can f- read all of our work on thebearreport.com. Um, we'll have full OTA recap, all the offseason good stuff. And uh, please rate, review, and subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. Helps us and picks for polls. Until next time, everyone, please stay safe and please stay healthy. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.